Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bo Brock Live, PHNX Studios, and the return of DA Damian Anderson, the pride of Northwestern. Very apropos today. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this final day? It was a quick one of mandatory minicamp for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I mean, we're, I think we're doing good, Johnny. I mean, are we? Just, okay. I mean, considering, right? I mean, we're not yeah. actually playing or having to suit up or play center, right? So <laughs> I think I think I think we're doing okay. I think the fan base is a, is a bit disgruntled right now, and what yeah. and is wondering what's going on. I, as are the Cardinals, as are I'm sure Rodney Hudson's teammates. I mean, I think what this situation creates is it it it, it puts a stressor on, on the fact that there's more than football. And I know that our job is primarily it is to talk about football and the Arizona Cardinals. But I think individually, when you, you know, peel away the, the layers and, you know, when a, when a person's been banging for a long period of time, who knows what they experience. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, the Cardinals and obviously Rodney make it through, but most importantly, I hope that Rodney, you know, makes whatever best decision for he and his family uh, moving forward. I'll tell you what the best decision for his family is, is collect a paycheck for $10 million plus dollars this this season and be that center for Kyler Murray. I think that that's got to be the right play. But no, absolutely. I'm just joking there. I mean, it's going it. it. to be one of those interesting things where this has been so far so under the radar this offseason. We haven't been maybe the maybe the signs have been there and we haven't been paying attention because we've been paying so much attention to Kyler Murray. But it, it is a is talk about one of the players outside of K1 that you can't stand to lose. This is absolutely a nightmare scenario for the Arizona Cardinals, potentially losing their Pro Bowl caliber uh, starting center. Before we get deep into that conversation, I wanted to to kind of talk to our guy, DA. On days like this, during your playing career, a guy that put had the scratch and claw for everything that you got as a pro, what were days like this, like when it was the end of this long offseason, when you had to put in all that work, you had to be at the facility for everything. You didn't have that luxury of not showing up to actually go on summer vacation. Was it like the last day of school? I mean, yeah, I, I think that it was it was I mean, but it was you're playing football, right? It's something that yeah. you've done your entire life. So everything everything about it is surreal. I mean, you're with your best friends every day on the practice field. Just imagine you know, Johnny, when he played, you know, toddler football, like six man, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's having those great memories in the locker room where they're cracking, you know, I mean, those same Capri thing with, with memories, those, yeah, those right, uh, yeah. gummy, gummy no, guys, memories. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. What, what I say about the game of football, it, what it does, the good parts, like it extends your childhood because you really don't have to grow up. You know, you have, you know, a pretty good money considerably. I know, I mean, considering I know inflation is crazy right now, but I think that they're, go- they're okay in terms of their paycheck. But when I played things a little different, but I think that you're just extending your childhood. You get to hang out, buy what you want, live the life that you want. Um, but that just shows you whatever he's going through, that being, 
you know, Rodney is something serious. But no, you're loving that it's going to get a break and because you know it's going to get real, Bo, in terms of when you go back and you have to suit up and do everything that you can to make this football team. I think this situation is incredibly serious because of the fact that we started these conversations with, with mandatory minicamp three days ago, and they're already over. Mandatory minicamp is, is over, and yeah. I, I don't know what can be garnered from it. I've seen the Cardinals sign players after mandatory minicamp, and they've come in and had a huge impact on this team. Once upon a time, John Abraham was signed after mandatory minicamp. I believe Eric Winston, a bunch of players, right? Kelvin Beecham. Uh, might have been signed after mandatory minicamp and went on to be prolific starters for this Cardinal team and, and pivoted that to a second contract. So I feel like if the situation was that much of, hey, Rodney, kick it until training camp, don't come around the facility, no problem. Like, you can work that shit out. But when you're when you're publicly commenting on Rodney Hudson saying it's unexcused and it's a, it's a two-and-a-half-day kind of spiel here before you're set free for 45 days, it's a huge red flag. When you've got your your best interior offensive lineman outside of Rodney Hudson now playing significant snaps for the first time at center to start, presumably, with Kyler Murray, it's a huge red flag. We posted this at GoPHNX, uh, PHNX underscore Cardinals Twitter today, basically saying, has Rodney Hudson played his last snap for the Arizona Cardinals? And there was a lot of pushback, like, Johnny Cardinals, you're overreacting. There's We just started this whole thing. We didn't just start it. To Bo's point just now, it's been masked beautifully by the front office. It's been under the radar a little bit. Didn't talk about it during OTAs. Didn't talk about it in free agency in the draft. But I'll pose the question to you guys. Like, here we are, you know, mid, mid-June, and we're, we're about, you know, a month and a half away from let's get real. This is our – we're going to try to find our 53, our best combination of 53 training camp football. Is Rodney Hudson done with the Arizona Cardinals? I'll, st- I'll start with you, Bo. Wow. I mean – I don't think he he is. I I really don't. And I think he's got 10 million reasons why he should come back. And even with, you know, whatever fine he's facing for missing mandatory minicamp, because he will, uh, you know, maybe maybe he wanted that time off. Maybe he felt like, okay, look, this team hasn't addressed my position, my backup spot, even at this point in the offseason. And I have nobody gunning for me as far as taking my starting role away. I'll I'll just chill at home. Yeah, he he ain't. I, I don't think it's that, Bo. I just yeah. think that when no, I think it's at a point where guys in their career, towards the latter part of their career, it they those body aches it takes a long time to recover from, both physically and mentally, and it just builds up. And if the timing's not right, I mean, I've, you know, like I don't necessarily put myself in that situation because I've never crossed that road, right? I mean, it seems unheard of that we're talking about a guy, as you said, Bo, to make ten million dollars and potentially just walk away from it. I mean, to that, to the average working class man, that's absurd. So that has to show you that he's going through something. Do to, to your question, you know, Johnny, is it his last step? I'd say right now it's just 50, 50. I mean, it's huge. Him not coming to, you know, with that, just thinking about that, I would say maybe 55, 45, uh, you know, in favor of no, um, because it's, I think that's just a glaring point. Like, Hey, I didn't show up during the mandatory part of it because I'm not sure if this, if this is what I want to do. I mean, that's the only conclusion that you could draw unless it's, you know, it's unexcused. I mean, we all know it's COVID going on, you know, uh, you know, unexplained circumstances, right? You make adjustments like, hey, he's dealing with something. It's just the language, right? The position of the Arizona Cardinals. And it's not like one where they're, um, you know, trying to mask how they feel. They're like, hey, we're, it's, it's an issue he's dealing with. 
you know, it's we're an speculating. Issue. Yeah, we're speculating because we don't know. And there's a lot of good comments in the the chat. Here's one from Pick and Spreads. I think Rodney didn't care. I just think he didn't want to show up. He'll be back at training camp. I think Rodney, being a vet, thought it maybe be okay with how cool and shit Cliff uh, usually is. I Pick and Spreads. I feel like if that was the case. Cliff would have been cool about yeah. it. It's one of your best Agreed. players on the team. Right. This is a guy that everybody voted a captain last year. This was the straw that stirred the drink. A lot of players said that losing him over DeAndre Hopkins was a bigger loss to what it did for the infrastructure of this offense. And if Rodney Hudson respectfully came to Cliff and Kime and said, guys, you know, this is my umpteenth you know, offseason. I need to get my body right. I was banged up last year. We have 17 games now. It's a grind. You guys, am I cool just to kind of cruise into training camp? I'll be, you know, I'm a professional. I'll be in good shape. I can take care of my conditioning on my own. You you really think Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime are going to say no to Rodney Hudson? Well, no, Rodney I don't think Hudson, that, that, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what happened. You know, I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's what happened. I think that there's, there's absolute frustration from the organization about him not being there, no doubt about it. But what... What are they going to do? I mean, if Rocky Rodney Hudson shows up for first day of training camp, he's going to be, yeah, he's going yeah. to be given the starting center role right back. He could show up week yeah. one against the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, what are they going to do? Unless they go out and they sign a guy like, was it JC Treader or whoever it may be, whoever's Price available or somebody this like point, that. you're, you're in tough, you're going to be in tough shape. No doubt about it. That's why a guy like Rodney Hudson uh, with his resume, he can walk right back into the through the doors of the facility and get his role back. I'm not saying that this was something that they agreed upon. Absolutely not. And a guy like Cliff Kingsbury showed yesterday his frustration during his press availability when he said, "Hey, this is unexcused." And he, you know, his body language showed. I mean, even for him, him, a player's coach, he he's frustrated with this because you know this is stuff that he's been putting in the work. You know, from the final whistle at the, the against the Rams to now, he's he said he's finally going on vacation. This is a thing that he's been grinding out. You want everybody else to be there with you, and, and Rodney Hudson's not there. And uh, I think that that's where the frustration is now. Now it's you have to figure out if you're Steve Kime, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, if you're Kyler Murray, if you're the leaders of this team, you have. I think, regardless of him missing two days, you have to find a way to get this guy back on the on the roster when when it when it matters training camp uh, regular season my get my best guess if you're asking me i i think he wants to play for another team i don't think he wants to retire because i don't think they'd be docking him mm. as an unexcused absence if he's debating whether or not to retire they exactly. give him ample time take a deep breath rodney think about it i think rodney potentially is trying to force his way into, into another situation maybe another place he'd like to play and they're pissed off because they gave up premium compensation in the third-round pick, and they signed him to a multi-year deal thinking that he was going to be around long-term. That's the only – give me another possible scenario in which Cliff Kingsbury and, and Sly said it in the chat. I've never seen Cliff that mad than he was yesterday. Give me another scenario in which Cliff Kingsbury responds that way if it's not for a player that you feel like wanted wanted out and wanted to go play for somebody else. That was, that was Patrick Peterson – Ask response from you know Steve Wilkes and, and Steve Kime once upon a time when Pat's asking for a trade. I, I, I really do believe that has to be it. I, I have to be convinced otherwise that it that it's something else. I mean, Cliff being a player coach, and we've always seen him you know take the shield for his players and stick up for his guys and give them the benefit of the doubt. And I, I think that there was a mention of body language and/or the narrative and how he's talking about it, right? He's not the most happy. Like as you guys said, it's it's unhappiest he's been since we've seen him in terms of players showing up. But Jalen yeah. Blair brought up some great points in the chat, and he talked about Chandler Jones or Jordan Hicks weren't here last year. 
How was that? But that's what I'm saying. By, like, it, if, if that, that was received, an issue, Johnny? but how was that received last year by Cliff? It, it, I don't think I don't remember people, many people talking about it. Well, Chandler asked for a trade because he wanted more money, and that that's a whole different scenario. Remember, Chandler wanted his long term deal. We didn't know if he was going to show up. Rodney has his money. Jordan Hicks was potentially being cut. Remember for Zayvon Collins, they were looking. He was looking for a trade of his own. This is so. It, yeah, we can put it in that category where both of those players were completely in flux this time last year. There was there was talk Jones could get traded and Hicks could get traded or cut. So if we want to use that same analogy, okay, let's put Rodney Hudson in this scenario. Could he be traded? Could he be traded to another team? Well, I mean, and that's a great point because Jordan P just said in the chat that Rodney didn't seem happy here, and I, and I can't speak on the man's you know, overall idea of what he thought of Arizona or, you know, in comparison to other places. But just given the new coach, given Kyler Murray, given the talent that they have off, offensively and him being a building block, a foundational piece to that, what can, you know, what do you guys think happened to, for, that made him to be that disgruntled? Like, what do, what do you think is the disconnect? Just, I don't want to be in, you know, hot-ass Arizona or mm-hmm. do you think it potentially it's a teammate thing and, you know, this guy – or, or, or gal rubbed me the wrong way. You know, like, what is, what is going on with, like you said, about $10 million, man. Like, that's, it, that just seems crazy to me. Everything I've seen from interviews to interactions to everything with Rodney Hudson, nothing would have led you to believe he was unhappy here. I think he had a, as far as last season went, I mean, talk about, you know, going through it. He had the rib injury, which sucks. He had COVID, didn't he? I mean, he had issues as far as the offense. I don't think he played up to, you know, what he would consider – his level of play, the snap issues. I mean, it, even Max Garcia looked a little bit better sometimes snapping the football out of the shotgun than Rodney Hudson. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think as far as Rodney Hudson, I think your point as far as at this stage of, of a player's career, that no matter what you're, you're getting paycheck wise, you know, as far as the aches and pains that you're dealing with, you know, playing that that physical position of center, getting hit every play, getting hit in practice, you know, do do I want to go through this right now? I'm sure he's going through it right now mentally. You know, does he want to go through with another season uh, with the Arizona Cardinals? Because I, as far as him trying to get work his way into a trade, I mean, why why hasn't there been a report? You know, Rodney Hudson Nothing, has yeah. requested a trade at this point. I mean, it just seems like why wasn't it made way back in January, February, March? Uh, it, it just seems like you're, you're you're not doing anybody any favors, including you know if you're his representation, your client. Well, yeah, and I I I, I would agree with that, but at the same time, he's not here right now, and you've got J- Justin Pugh, who himself is going to retire after the season with the starting center group. Like that's concerning yeah, to me. Look, yeah, and no, so that is very concerning. That's, you got a guy so who's concerned. played guard his entire career, and you got him now taking snap. I mean, we saw guys who played center struggle playing center, especially with the snaps. And you're going to put Justin Pugh, who is 265 pounds because he thought he was going to retire. He's putting on a pound a week. Like, is that is he even going to be big enough to play the center position going forward? I just guys. feel like I feel guys. like Kime potentially <laughs> overplayed his hand. Because or, or 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 as Speedo Jackson said in the chat, you know, <laughs> aka Frank the Tank, aka Frank, you know, Frank Sanders, is it is it much to do about nothing? Is it a guy pulling a vet move and hey man, like I, I get it what it means, Cliff. I understand, I understand how it looks, bro, but you're not gonna tell me how to do this shit. And my body don't feel like it right mm-hmm. now. I'm why gonna show up ca- when it why matters. do they care? Let me, let me ask you. Why this, do they like, care? I wouldn't me, care. When when well, I heard the comments, it's, from- everything, it's everything how it looks though. Yeah, Johnny, let me ask you this, well though. 
Kelvin Beecham, one of his teammates, uh, one of his his uh, offensive line teammates, and, and Justin Bue both talked yesterday, and they're like, "Look, he's figuring out it's above our pay grade." Is is any of that like say, okay, maybe it might might not just be a, a vet saying, "Hey, I don't want to go play in 110 degree heat for two days." That's not a that's not above my pay grade. That's not a looking out for your family thing. That's a if I don't want to go to mandatory minicamp. I'm telling my buddies, like, I'm just, I'm doing right by me, get my body right. I'll be there when you need me. And then we talked about that yesterday, Bo. Um, if I was convinced that one of you guys was gone, but I knew you'd be coming back, I'd allude to it. Nobody alluded to Rodney Hudson coming back. And I also think if Rodney Hudson is only out for mandatory minicamp, you're getting those younger guys snaps. You're not moving your best and in other interior offensive linemen to another spot entirely to have him work as the first team center. If this was temporary, you would not see Justin Pugh for three days or whatever it is moving to center. That 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 is the biggest red flag out of well, all of this is Justin Pugh coming out and saying like, yeah, I'm getting ready. This, this is not just a Band-Aid thing. Like, I feel like I could play here. Well, they don't have a backup. But, Johnny, but, 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 but I'll say this. Well, yeah, they could sign say, one. They, they could get. They could go bring somebody in. Yeah, but sometimes, like you said, like, I mean, they're trying to think about vacation as well, and they're just not trying to work guys out, pick another center. If they got a guy, hey – all right, what's the position versatility? Let's look through his file. Yep, he played center, you know, two years his rookie year, played some in college. We could just throw him in there for camp. And to, to your guys' point, above my pay grade, that seems like that's like trade talk. Like, or like I'm gonna retire. I that's agree not with that. like to, to, to Johnny, to Johnny's point. That's not like, hey, if I knew something, but it may not, it's also guys get you know a bit confused because they think because they're on the same team, their lockers are near each other, that guys have this special relationship with each other. You could work well, with Justin Pugh was just oh. in his wedding, was at his bachelor well, party. That's where I push back on the notion that, well, he may, maybe he's not happy with the players here. Like he is beloved. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know his relationship with Kyler Murray. I would assume it's okay. And Kyler has respect for him. So like, I, I, if I had to guess it's a hundred percent, he just doesn't want to be an Arizona Cardinal because he doesn't want to be in Arizona. Like yeah. he wants to play for another team. That's that's the has to be my best guess. And for people who are like, well, just trade into Kansas City. Coincidentally, the center who should have been here, Creed Humphreys, is the center for the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're not going to do that. So I, I'm sure Kime and Kingsbury are like, well, shit, if we have to trade this guy, we're not just going to give him away. We don't have a center in return. This is a unit in the interior offensive line that even with Rodney Hudson last year struggled at the end of the year. So I I, I do feel like this is my only kind of saving grace with all this. If they felt like this was serious, like no Rodney Hudson for the duration of the season and we're screwed, Tyler Lindenbaum would be an Arizona Cardinal or the kid in the second round they attempted to grab. I can't remember his name. They would have traded up and made sure they got a top 50 center prospect. If but they there's were no convinced. communication, Johnny. There's no communication about that. Like, say, for example, right, until you know, right, until you know, until you have mandatory or voluntary, you know, mini camps. Maybe, maybe they were blindsided. Up. Yeah, I mean, I think that per Cliff's reaction, that's how I kind of feel. Like, that's how I feel like, hey, we didn't really know about this. I can't believe that he didn't show up. That's the I'll feeling say, that I got. Yeah. I think everybody's killing it in the chat, by the way. We appreciate everybody joining us this afternoon. And I think it's just like the Kyler thing. It's just like the social media scrub. It's not not anything. It, it is something that people should be concerned about as far as there is a real potential chance that Rodney Hudson could not be playing with this team come September. Come game one against the Kansas City Chiefs, you might not have Rodney Hudson. Or, yeah, he could show up. For training camp, and you're like, oh, that was just stupid. Why did why did we wait? You know, why did we waste 20 minutes? You know, you know, deliberating this. 
as far as running. Uh, this is Ronnie what Hudson we do. This is I mean, what we do, Bo. It's what this we do, absolutely. We do. No doubt about it. But, I mean, as far as under-the-radar leader that you couldn't – you can't help lose, you know, as far as the Arizona Cardinals go, it's it's damn near impossible for the Cardinals right now with where they are in the offseason, what they have in-house – to replace a guy like Rodney Hudson. I mean, he, the, the team was nine and three with, with Rodney Hudson in the lineup last year. The points per game were up over, you know, close to 28 without him in the, in the lineup. They were two and three and they were scoring like just over 22 points per game. I mean, you could see there was a, there was a major difference between how Kyler Murray and that offense operated with Rodney Hudson and without Rodney Hudson. And to think that he might not be there to start the season, it's, it's pretty terrifying for Cardinals fans. What else yeah. is terrifying is you opened last year with three of your five best players being Chandler Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and Rodney Hudson. And this year, when you open up against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, it's a good chance you may not have all three of them available to you. I mean, you you think about if we would have ranked the hierarchy of Cardinal players last September, you probably throw in Buda Baker and Kyler Murray. There's your big five on the team. And now three of those guys are potentially gone. It's disastrous. Uh, I don't know. People have been asking me, should I take the under, gentlemen, via <laughs> Vegas? I'm not ready to go that far in terms of the Arizona Cardinals uh, over-under for the season. But you can check that out right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, in the meantime, if you're ready for an NBA champion to be crowned, join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We've got game six on tap tomorrow. I'm pulling for the Boston Celtics. I would love to see this game go to a game or series go to a game seven. We just need... Jalen Brown to play a little bit better, right? Marcus Smart. Let's see these guys pull out a, a game six W in Boston. And if you're a new customer with DraftKings, you can make up to $5 bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. If you're looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals, with a DraftKings same game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer actually placed a $5 same game parlay won over $5,000. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. It's called to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet any $5 bet. Make any $5 bet. During the NBA Finals, you get $150 in free bets. Instantly, that's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, Rodney Hudson was the only guy that was unexcused as far as Arizona Cardinals minicamp goes. And the rest of the guys were there, including Hollywood Brown, reuniting with his college quarterback, Kyler Murray, pumped about this one. The more I hear from Hollywood Brown, the more I like this guy. Hard worker. He's, he's doing everything he can to get up to speed as far as the Cardinals' playbook. I like, like what he said his offseason plans were. We heard from Hollywood Brown, had a couple takeaways from his press conference. Here's Hollywood Brown and Cliff Kingsbury kind of talking about what Marquise's role is going to be in 2022. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, Hop is such a dynamic playmaker that when he gets back, we'll, we'll kind of see where we're at, how it's been going, who's playing the best, where, and, and adjust from there. But uh, I think we'll have a plan going in um, where we want guys to start positionally and then go from there. It's not about really like a fit. It's really what helps the team. I feel like I definitely can help the team in the role that I'm asked here, but I help the Ravens as well. So it's really about what's the philosophy of the team. Now – Go ahead. You, I mean, Cliff even said, hey, we, we, we've envisioned him more like he was at OU. That's the role we envisioned for a guy like Marquise. Uh, what were you going to say, Johnny? 
No, I can tell you his best role is going to be the number one receiver for the Arizona Cardinals because I think by the time six games rolls around, I mean he's going to be established with Kyler Murray. Um, and and those two are going to have a connection that, with all due respect to DeAndre Hopkins, like this is this is the future one A and one B tandem for this team. That's why you don't trade a number one away for a number two receiver. And I love DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean DeAndre Hopkins has to prove to a lot of us that. Number one, his career is not on a downturn because he's 30 years old and he's got a PED knock and he was hurt last year and he's coming off injury now. I mean, if Hollywood Brown is cooking on all cylinders, you don't mess with that. And I love that Cliff alluded to that saying, like, whomever's playing the best, we're going to roll with that. And then Hopkins will slide in and and we'll make it work. And I think it'll be best for everybody. But there is this, the ideal scenario for this organization, if you ask them, privately is for Hollywood Brown to, to, to take it to another level with Kyler Murray. Guys, I mean, that's going to have to happen scheme-wise in terms of Cliff drawing up plays that fit Hollywood's uh, athleticism, right? Because data has shown that him playing off, you know, the edges X or, or Z, that's not where he ha- has the most impact. It's playing that slot off the ball. So him transitioning out there, I think Cliff is going to have to move him around a lot, Johnny. So my thing is, is obviously getting him, you know, creating space, giving him opportunities to create mismatches, Bo, you know, with those secondary defenders. Is it, are you okay being, putting your number one or number, you know, one B guy inside to get, is it okay if he gets 1300 yards? Because I think scheme wise, I don't think that that suits him well playing outside versus inside. Inside is where he's been the most successful, gotten the most, most yards, but a lot of Kyler's throws are on the perimeter and outside, you know, D hop, jump balls, things of that nature, extending plays. And I see him being, he, you know, can be just as good a Christian Kirk, if that's going to be acceptable for that pick, is that acceptable for that pick for the one for one? Or is it, I mean, Christian Kirk got first round money for sure, but is, is that acceptable guys for if he comes here and is Christian Kirk, you know, if he, if he's Christian Kirk in the slot, I mean, Christian Kirk was second in the NFL as far as slot yardage goes. I mean, run, routes run out of that spot. Are you okay, so, are you okay with that, John? No, you okay? no, fuck no. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, you trade him for a, a number one and you're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Like, Hollywood Brown has to average, I think, between 1,100 to 1,300 yards per season, and I think he will because I think he's a better player than Christian Kirk is. With all due respect to Christian, I think he plays to Kyler's strength more Kirk was kind of a default deep threat option for this offense, but it didn't never felt organic. It feels organic with Hollywood and he's a flawed player too. But I just, I, I I'm, I'm under the impression that with the amount of targets that Hollywood Brown is going to get from <laughs> Kyler Murray, he is, he is going to Christian Kirk never had a thousand yard season here in Arizona. Well, I was talking more like I'm, I'm okay with him in that role because I think he's going to be better versed for that role. Right. I well, I think, I think Cliff told us though, that's Rondell this year. Rondell's playing underneath. He's taken over. Christian Kirk's kind of role from last year. Hollywood Brown's but, playing out. But I mean, it's 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 do, it's documented, Johnny, that that's where he struggles is you know getting off the ball, press man coverage. And granted, he's had over uh, you know a thousand yards. He's proven himself, you know, in the league. But to me, it's like if it suits his ability, why not utilize him in the slot? I mean, and they can they can trot out AJ Green's corpse when Hop comes back, and those two guys are on the outside, and Hollywood and Rondell will be underneath. That's fine. You can mix and match a little bit. What I don't want to see is horizontal pass plays to Hollywood Brown. Everything needs to be vertical. I don't want to see horizontal pass plays to, to anybody not named, you know, Trey McBride, who can run over people and break tackles. So, 
But no, I, I'm whatever. I understand your point, Damian. I agree with it because Cliff Kingsbury has not been good about with Hopkins, Rondell, Christian Kirk, his first two years, like putting receivers in the best position to be successful. But I, I, I'm just so bullish, even with this Rodney Hudson stuff and the, this hops stuff, especially that Hollywood Brown's going to play outside <laughs> for the Cardinals and he's going to have his best season to date. Man, you're you're bitter these days. This Rodney Hudson thing is throwing you for a loop. I hate being year. negative. We got to, I got to eat Little Caesars on the show yesterday. That was fantastic. I was hoping we'd get resolution and I well, see a that's, bowl your, that's one of your biggest problems. If, if, if that's your <laughs> comfort food, if you're going to old Little Caesars for for a good piece of pie, you got you got that's a big issue in itself. But look, I I what I like about Hollywood Brown. Smart is, man. He's done, he's, what, is it, what is the Johnny Five for? What is it? What, what's five ninety nine for a full pie, ready to go? Um, can't beat that, man. Go. I'm a family yeah. man. I came in. I delivered yeah, that budget. to my family after budget. using it as a prop on our program. And it was like Christmas Day all over again. I'm handing out slices like I'm Santa Claus. It, it was fantastic. Got in the hot car and everything. In the hot car. With no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who picks up Little Caesars at 3 p.m.? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take this a guy dump right in a here. box and I'm gonna sell it for 4.99. <laughs> but, but guys, real quick before we, before we move on, what's the Rodney Hudson collar effect? Do you think they're more apt to doing this quickly, Johnny Bo? Like, do you think it impacts it anyway? Yes. They have to get it. I mean, they have to get it. I know Cliff talked about it, right? I has paid. Yeah player in, in your own franchise history but when and what's the effect what how do you guys see it playing out well let's talk about the state of the offensive line we didn't really do that in the first segment but here's mm-hmm. your starting offensive line without rodney hudson humphreys who was bad last year is your left tackle who's not under contract i think hernandez will hernandez play left guard right uh he's a reclamation project Pugh's going into retirement after this year, who weighs 265, who's never played the position for the duration of the season. He's your starting center. Justin Murray coming off injury, and Josh Jones, who was terrible at right guard. They're competing there. And then Kelvin Beecham, who's going to be a free agent. That's your offensive line. So I think if I'm Kyler Murray and Eric Burkhart, Bo Brock, just hand that over the old depth chart here in mid-June to Michael Bidwell and saying, hey, do what you need to do, but I'm not showing up with this shit. Right. It's it's the old Russell Wilson playbook. It's like, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna give my guy any help. Well, give us all the money then because you're you're not investing in the offensive line. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. I mean, Cliff even mentioned today about an extension for Hollywood Brown potentially. Could that free up some dollars, some some future dollars? This is what Cliff had to say about Marquise's contract, including Kyler's as well. Yeah, we'd we'd love to get it done. Uh, obviously, there's there's deals that Steve's always trying to uh, get done to, to help with cap room and and uh, make sure we're doing things at the best level we can on that side of things. But uh, Hollywood's a guy we we see as a long term answer if if um, we're able to make that work. In, in Hollywood, in 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 Kyler Murray, that's that's great. You've got you know two of your most dynamic playmakers. You, you potentially you're talking about extending them, but beyond this, as, as Johnny points out, none of your starters on your offensive line are are, are locked in, and th- and that's very concerning. Not to continue to like sit here with and say, hey, we need to wait, be waving our our hand over the panic button, but it, it's 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 very concerning as far as. The future of this offensive line, you got you got to hope that Josh Jones is going to take a step in the right direction, whether he fits in a tackle or or guard, as Johnny mentioned, and he didn't look good at guard. Uh, but without Rodney Hudson, if Pew's moving over, I mean, the, we talk about how in, important the interior of that offensive line is, and you've got uh, as far as any NFL team in the league right now, probably the biggest unknown as far as those three players playing those positions uh, starting an NFL season this year. 
I mean, guys, it would be concerning if I if I were Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, obviously Kyler Murray. I would sleep a little bit better if I had, you know, ninety million dollars, right? You know, <laughs> like yeah, sure. You know, what I mean, whatever, whoever they put out there, whatever. I'm gonna be okay. You know, what I mean, one of one of those one of those deals. But if I'm Kyler, I, I want that bag. I think Hollywood. I think it. You know, what you got from Cliff is like, yeah, sure. We hope that it works, and I think. I don't remember who was in the chat, but they said that Hollywood's going to be a mixture of both outside and slot. And I agree with that because I think they're going to play around and just see how he fits in with this offense because of the versatility that he has to move him inside and out. Johnny, to your earlier point, we didn't see, we haven't really seen that with Hop or you know AJ Green. Not saying that AJ Green is Hop, but we haven't seen with without the the exception of inside receivers, guys like Rondell or Christian Kirk, where they would do the jet sweeps and things like that. We haven't seen. Cliff get creative with those number one or number two receivers in terms of play calling. So I'm anxious to see. I mean, maybe that's why they go after a guy like Hollywood so that they can do that. They can be, you know, more diverse in terms of their play calling, but he's going to have to step up in a major way and much as much as expected of him given hops absence, the first six, first six games. They have not invested uh, enough on their offensive line in terms of the right players, in terms of premium top 50 picks. We've talked about this at nauseum. You know, the last top two player at, at the on the offensive line was, you know, DJ Humphreys, and, and he's been a nice player. Before that was Jonathan Cooper, and there's been a lot of Mason Coles in the, in the sec, second and third round. I mean, just to me, it comes down to the fact that Steve Kime is not prone to drafting high-end offensive linemen. He's not into it for whatever reason, and when he does, he misses. So I do think that they could remake this offensive line in an offseason. I think they could make another deal if they had to. Um, but I think that's probably why they're so frustrated now is they're probably thinking to themselves, yeah, we got some uncertainty, but at least we've got old Rodney Hudson. That's going to be a st- <laughs> stability for us the next couple of years. We'll let it play out with, you know, DJ Humphreys. If I'm DJ Humphreys now, I'm looking at Steve and I'm saying, hey, I'm the best thing you got going right now. I'm the youngest. You drafted me. Why don't you kick back a little bit of money and, and sign me to a little quick extension here? And I would not be surprised if that happened because I'm sure they would love it for Will Hernandez to work out and be competent because I think he would be back with Sean Kugler, but he could be awful this year. I hope that's not the case. I hope just like Hollywood Brown, buy low, change of environment, and he can come here and play his best football, but we haven't seen him do that. I do think Josh Jones could be a capable right tackle over the course of 17 games. But as long as Kelvin Beecham's here, that's not an option. Maybe they look into that next year. But their interior right now is probably, without Rodney Hudson, the worst in the NFL. I'm confident in saying that right now. It is the softest, most finesse interior offensive line that the league has going. Will Hernandez needs to show me that he can be a starting NFL guard again. Pew is just a complete unknown at center that's not – something I want to be doing with my franchise quarterback. And then at right guard, you got a couple of replacement level guys. Josh Jones is a better tackle. He's meant for tackle and Justin Murray didn't play last year. So I don't know how we can sit here and and think this team is going to push around the defensive lines, the dreaded defensive lines in their own division. I mean, we saw what happened when this offensive line turned into just a sieve at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray was running for his life. He was taking bad sacks. He was throwing interceptions, turning the ball over. Where they were at their best when this offensive line was a, a, a cognizant unit and they went into Cleveland and they beat the shit out of the Browns and they ran the ball effectively, right? And I think they want to get back to that. But, I mean, talent's talent. If you don't have the bodies, you don't have the horses, Damon, you know this playing in the league. You can scheme up whatever you want if you're Cliff Kingsbury and Sean Coogler. 
But if, if you're starting replacement level guys on this unit, you're going to get Kyler Murray hurts. You're not going to be able to sustain anything in terms of a run game. And we're all bullish about these running backs. But I, if I, once we see kind of they're, they're bringing in a bunch of offensive linemen, then we know the writings on the wall with Rodney. What, what I hope for is no news is kind of good news. No Billy price, no treader from, you know, LA, whomever, that means they feel good. Maybe he'll show up, but I we're just guessing at this point. I don't know. Yeah, th- don't forget. I mean, Sean Harlow was a guy who came in and he, he was kind of he flashed a little bit and he struggled a little bit. I mean, that's what you're going to get from a backup caliber guard in the NFL. I mean, they have some guys there. The, the guys they drafted at the back end of the draft, you you really are going to have to rely on guys stepping up. And it's just a bit naive, in my opinion. To, that those guys are going to get you to where you want to go, especially in such a tough division, especially facing the front sevens that they're going to face. Even with Seattle rebuilding their defense a little bit, it's not going to be easy. Um, so as far as that offensive line, it, it is, it's gone from, you know, raise your eyebrow a little bit that they're going to run it back. You appreciate the continuity, but, you know, without Rodney Hudson, it's a, it's it's in rough shape. Yeah, I mean it's a problem, guys. I mean it's it's a problem. For it's something that everyone who's associated with the Cardinals is concerned about because they know that you got to protect Kyler, you got to give him an opportunity, and without Rodney, I mean that only makes things worse. He turns thirty three in July, and if, if people are saying, "Well, he's older Dang. anyway," I mean, like you have no contingency plan. To Bo's point, you've not invested picks. Um, I I love the developmental guys that they got you know, on day three of the draft this year. But those are developmental guys for a reason. If any of those guys play this year, significant time, it's an unmitigated disaster. It's a disaster if that seventh-round guard from Oklahoma plays. And I'm bullish on him, and hopefully he can stick. Name me one offensive lineman since Bobby Massey that this organization has drafted on on day three that's been worth anything. I can't think of anything. This is a position group that they cannot draft for whatever reason. So they've gone out, they've thrown money, at players, you know, once upon a time, Mike Ayupati, Jared Valdir, and it's worked in certain cases. And I love the Rodney Hudson trade. You know, I didn't want them to overpay Corey Lindsay. Remember, they were in on Corey Lindsay till the mm-hmm. last hour, and they would not go above what the Chargers paid. So they had to pivot the next day, and they traded for Rodney mm-hmm. Hudson. And Rodney wanted to go to Kansas City. If Rodney had been cut, he would have gone and signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And who knows, in an alternative reality, maybe the Cardinals take a flyer on Alex Mack for a year and then they draft Creed Humphreys. That's not what happened. They coerced Rodney to stay because they gave him more money. And then clearly, in my opinion, based on what we're seeing, Rodney did not have a good experience last year. And this is where we're at. They're without a contingency plan, without an all-pro guard, or excuse me, center. I had to uh, have a liquid lunch after minicamp today, but I, I, I also added some some great food I went to Four Peaks with our producer Jacob. We had a great nice. time after mini camp. We're, we're headed into the off season for the Arizona Cardinals for the next month and a half before they head out to Glendale. But we had a blast. I, I saw Mark Mike Berkovici. Is that a, a, is that a drink? A blast, Bo? Is that a is that one? A Baja blast? We had, <laughs> yeah, we had uh, we a had couple a blast. of blasts. If that's the case, yeah. I actually had Wow from uh, the Joy Bus. It was delicious. Uh, it kind of tastes a little bit blue moonish. Hopefully, that's not blasphemous to say to our four it's peaks. Better than partners. blue moon. It is better, better than blue moon. I learned that today. It was fantastic. Uh, but I saw Mark Mike Berkovici, who used to be Sun Devils quarterback, now is on the Arizona Cardinals coaching staff, and it reminded me of one of my the greatest moments I ever spent in Tempe at Four Peaks. It was the J, it was the Jalen Strong. It was the uh, 
the Jail Murray at ASU. It was when Burko was the quarterback, and they were down at USC in the final seconds, and we're sitting there, and we're about to have a little tear in our beer after that because we thought they were going to fall to the Trojans, and Burko unleashes the Jail Murray to Jalen Strong, a guy who we thought was going to be a beast at the NFL level, never came to fruition. But we just absolutely – it was an electric factory at the at the Four Peaks there. Had a blast. Everybody was high-fiving. It was before COVID, so you were hugging random strangers. It was unbelievable. And you mix that with the great beer that they have on tap there. They, of course, they brew it on location and the great food. One of the best moments of, of being a sports fan was had right there at Four Peaks. And you can have one of your own favorite – moments of four peaks watching any of the valley sports all the watch parties we're going to have there we're going to have our nhl draft party there in the next couple weeks four peaks perfect partner for us at phnx of course 21 and older you want to drink responsibly but just wanted to get that in there that we're we're pumped to be partner with four peaks yeah want to remind everybody too as Bo said we're going to be out and about for the next calendar year plus because that's what we do at phnx and as it relates to arizona cardinal tailgates parties we're going to have plenty this year but i want everybody to make sure they're safe and healthy so you can come and hang out with us hopefully for another playoff season and because summer is here you've got your own set of pool parties barbecues i hope everybody's having a good time but with all that going on it's important to feel protected covid19 vaccines are free right now for everybody over five and up those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov for a location nearest you again Visit azhealth.gov slash fine vaccine. We want everybody to be able to come out and kick off what is going to be a banger of a year two for PHNX. And to do so, I you know, I want I don't want people coughing all over me. Right. Let's let's be happy and healthy together. I mean, speak, speaking of which, speaking speaking of get togethers, and I, I want to list a, a couple of veteran fathers, uh just kind of get your expertise. Cause I've got a yeah. one-year-old birthday party coming up. What, what should we do? What should I do as the parents? Because you always hear from pop your, an OG, maybe <laughs> not not for me personally. As far as what I'm, what I should put my our friends and family through. As far mm. as the one year old birthday party, because we know that the kids probably not going to remember it. You know, do, do you do you force that on the people you care about? Um, I think that you could always. I think you just you you have to ask, Bo. Like, like, hey guys, you know, get in, but totally understand. Like, no pressure. Like one of those. I think it's more so, you know, the misses that you're gonna have to okay it with. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they love the production. They love everything about it. Having the memory. Whatever. We we don't care if we die from COVID. It's the first birthday. <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's 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 that type of situation. But I think that you could ask and then just put the precautions out there and. Communication is key, but letting them know that given the times that, hey, guys, like make sure that you're, you know, shot it up because we got yeah. a little one that we're worried about. You know what I mean? If not, we could virtually get you in there. You know what I mean? Somehow, some way, whatever it is. And I mean, there's all types of ways to adapt, man. Johnny, what do you think? Best piece of advice, Bo, is that do not subject your guests to gift opening for a one-year-old. Uh, cut the cord on that. If you're <laughs> allowing gifts, that's fine. We typically like to do no gifts. You know, we're, we're selfless, shameless plug here at the Venerable Household. But if you do have gifts at the party, say, guys, we're not going to do with this. So if you want to talk to me about the present you gave, give me a call tomorrow. You know, you know I'll give you a hard time about your Fisher Price tricycle. I'm a grown adult man. I don't want to spend 90 minutes watching a one-year-old attempt to open up a box. So scrap that entirely, come in, make it kind of family style, put a bunch of food out, have some beverages, make it a social kind of atmosphere. If there are other kids involved, make sure there's a competent setup for them. 
far away from a lot of the adults um, <laughs> and maybe have another kid supervisor, like a 15, 16 year old, but do not my biggest pet peeve when I go to other people's houses for kid birthday parties is let's monopolize the gifts one at a time. Um, it literally makes me sick to my <laughs> stomach. It's worse than watching Kyler Murray run for his life because of a poor offensive line. I knew I could count on you, JV. I knew it. I, I knew that you had a pet. I, w- I would sign <laughs> off on that. I would of sign off. Minnesota it's 2022. No one wants to see your kid open gifts. Right. Yeah. Nobody I mean, wants to watch your video of your fireworks that you shot. Nobody wants to watch your with kid. your iPad. <laughs> the old people that do that at Fourth of July. Well, I, 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 I mean, because it's like you know the guys are going to be in the. You can't be in the backyard in Arizona because it's so damn hot. Yeah. But the guys are going to be somewhere drinking a kilt lifter. You know what I mean? Having a yep. good time, posted up in the shade somewhere, talking about. Rodney Hudson not showing up to mandatory mini camps and not knowing what the hell is going on in terms of the birthday party until they get the tap on the shoulder. You've had 32 of them. It's time to go. You know what I mean? The, you know what I mean? It, it, that's just what it is. But I think you got to definitely get the communication from the misses like, Hey, what, what do you think is best? But I mean, there's so many variables nowadays, man, with COVID and, you know, being, you know, interactive. And but I think Johnny created some great opportunities with the kids playing away and, keeping them locked up in a room or a closet the where they can't. the old LT stiff arm here. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm looking man. to do. With you know what you should do? Rub, rub some whiskey in every kid that comes in the house on their gums and then just see, watch them lay down and then That's you guys have a good time. certainly one way to go. <laughs> I knew I could count on you guys bringing that. I'll take a good nap. A good nap. Me exact, or, yeah, as Johnny mentioned, get the OGs, you know, whatever uh, tickles your fancy a little bit. If, you, if you're not into to drinking, of course, you got the OGs, which is one of Arizona's uh, first scratch-made cannabis kitchens. You got the creams. You can get into the orange creamsicle. You got the blackberries and cream. Orange creamsicle, it's, uh, you know, th- picture like fresh squeezed oranges, hand-churned vanilla ice cream. It tastes like a dream. It's a creamsicle you used to, uh, you used to buy from the, bi- the ice cream truck. OGs, they've got all these different flavors. They've got their tropical line. Their their motto is flavoring life. So if you get some of that out at uh, at whatever event you go to, I think you're going to be probably hailed one of the best guests in attendance there. If you're more, if you're interested in learning more about OGs in their amazingly delicious variety of flavors, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z brands.com to find OGs near you, Johnny. So uh, we'll wrap things up today with this, and we teased it in our PHNX car underscore Cardinals tweet today, um, and it was something we were actually going to talk about yesterday, and then the Rodney Hudson shitstorm took over. Um, so there's a certain pass rusher in Chicago that supposedly he's not happy with his contract. Uh, formerly, I believe once upon a time, an L.A. Ram gentleman, Robert Quinn, who had somehow 18 and a half sacks last year for the Chicago Bears. I had no idea that that was a thing. He was fantastic. Jacob of uh, Infante, who covers the Bears, says that his value is never going to be higher. He's on a bad Bears team. He's holding out for uh, either a long-term deal or more money. Um, they're basically saying, like, the Bears are saying all the right things publicly, like, we we want him here. But Jacob is alluding to the fact that, like, their best bet may be to trade him to get a third or potentially an early fourth. Now, I would have been all over this move a couple days ago, but now after what we've seen with Rodney Hudson – I do not think Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury have an appetite to trade away another mid-rounder for a guy that's uncertain about maybe committing to this team long-term, especially a guy who's right around the same age Rodney was. So while I 48 hours ago, I've been like, hell yeah, gung-ho, go get Robert Quinn, solidify that edge rusher opposite Marcus Golden. But now uh, I'm thinking this is this is not something the Cardinals are going to touch. They got their own 
you know, issues with trading picks for players. I know, I know that there's a major issue with Rodney Hudson, but I, I love the Robert Quinn piece because what obviously the Arizona Cardinals are missing, losing Chandler Jones, 10 to half sacks. We talked about that, but I'm just a big fan of Robert Quinn, obviously because of his timeless production, but also the fact that he was a high school wrestler and those guys are just unique. They're gritty. They can, you know what I mean? They can fight and they just, they, they don't quit. And I think I like him a, as a player. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a rarity. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what he can do for this Arizona Cardinals defense and take a, you know, take attention away from all the younger guys, defensive linemen, you know, interior linemen and open things up for the linebacking core. But Johnny, to your point, uh, do I see that happening with, with what we got the uncertainty with Rodney? Um, it's a big question mark, but I think it would definitely help the Arizona Cardinals defense. No question. Look, if, if it's going to cost you a third round pick, I, I don't see any issue. I mean, you're going to probably gain a third round pick as far as how Chandler Jones and Christian Kirk exited this organization, get that comp selection, and then you can just deal it. And you get a guy that can immediately bolster your pass rush. You, you can't you can't feel snake bitten from Rodney Hudson. I mean, you have to shoot that shot. You absolutely do. You, you had a chance to solidify your offensive line for your young quarterback, and you did that because Rodney Hudson wasn't coming here otherwise. So I, I like the move. And you've got, you know, as far as Rodney Hudson, if you chalk that up as a as an L, you look at Steve Kimes' trade resume, and he still has a very impressive trade resume despite his inability to draft. I mean, he, he sent a pick out for Chandler Jones. He sent a pick out for DeAndre Hopkins, essentially. He, he Kenton Drake, the list goes on and on. The only L's he's going to have potentially are Rodney Hudson and, and probably trading up for Josh Rosen and selecting him 10th overall. Other than that, he, a pretty pretty spectacular trade record. So you can't be snake bitten just because it went it went south for for one or two players. Robert Quinn is a guy that can can immediately help this team bolster their pass rush. I like it if it if it's happening. We're gonna have to check in with our guys from CHGO, Adam Hogue, see if there's any chance that the Arizona Cardinals can work something out. Got guys, real quick, Johnny, do you think it could be a situation because of the Rodney uh, situation going on right now? where it could be a Vaughn Miller type Rams deal where they know it's there. There's potentially interest. And, you know, right before the trade deadline, you know, they're on a, you know, going where they need to go and they get them just to turn a corner. And absolutely. I, that's yeah. exactly what happened with Zach Ertz last year, this time last year, or even before they had interest in trading for Zach Ertz. It didn't come to fruition. Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles felt like they needed him. Um, and then of course, you know, Max Williams goes down, the rest is history. Kime makes it happen. So it's a great point, Damian. Just because they don't trade for a player now, Kime's made a, an acquisition each of the last three trading deadlines. You love the aggressiveness. Oh, just mentioned Kenyon Drake, Marcus Golden, Zach Ertz. We'll see. Devon Kennard's going to get about four to six weeks to prove himself, and then the clock's going to be ticking. Clock's always ticking here at PHNX Cardinals. We are live every day at 4 p.m. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast, Check us out at gophnx.com. Become a member. Chat it up with us on our member Discord. 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months, or become a member for the entire year. Do it. Do it now before our coverage kicks it into high gear this fall. Just under 60 bucks, and you can comp a free T-shirt like this Tucson Wildcat shirt from our PHNX Merchandise Locker. You can get the hats that my bros are sporting right now for just under 30 bucks. want to appreciate the comments. We're going to continue our coverage of minicamp, the Rodney Hudson saga, as the week continues. For Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, I'm Johnny Venerable. We will see you manana. Goodbye, everybody.